Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 17th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we've pretty much gone through every miracle, and we're now at raising Lazarus from the dead. We're looking at Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. To me, this is like the mother of all miracles. Jesus saved the best for last. And so he raised this man from the dead after he had been dead for four days. And today, on this Monday morning, as we set the tone for the whole week, this is the miracles of Jesus, part 62. We've been, since January, since the beginning of the year, we've been studying miracle after miracle after miracle. I pray that your faith has been built up and edified, that you've been encouraged and inspired to believe in a God who can do all things. This is part four of us looking at Lazarus. And the title of today's message is, God can give life to dead situations. Before uh, I get into the message real deep this morning, I just want to say up front, that no matter what you're facing this morning, we serve a God that can give life to dead situations. No matter how bad the situation has gotten, no matter if it looks like it's dead, if it looks like all human hope is gone, we serve a God that can give life to dead stuff. So believe God. I want you to open up your heart this morning to receive what God is about to impart into your life. All right, so before we actually get into the miracle, we've been looking at uh, Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a, a scripture that the Lord gave our church for this year, and it's something I've been meditating on all year, and I want to continue to get this through your ear gate so it can get down in your heart. I want you to believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us, that in this season, no matter what you went through in the past few years, no matter how difficult or challenging 2022 was or 2021 or 2020, going all the way back to the pandemic, no matter what you lost along the way, this is a season where you will get it back. Put in the chat, I'm, I'm getting it back. So the, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us. God is restoring. God is placing some things back. Whatever you lost along the way, God is, this is our season to get it back. Restore us unto the former glory. And then the text says, may streams, Father, of your refreshing. Say, I'm being refreshed in this season. Streams of refreshing are flowing over us until dry hearts are drenched again. No matter what area of your life went dry, it was, it was dried up and dissipated. This is a season where God is going to give you a fresh anointing, a fresh wind, a fresh fire. And as we've been studying the miracles of Jesus, I believe that God is restoring some people to believe again. Put in the chat, I believe again. We're, to believe in a God that can do anything. That's what we're talking about right now. So in John chapter 11, I'm going to take my time going through the miracle of Lazarus. There's so much here in this miracle. Let me set the stage for you, kind of bring you a recap of where we are in the story. After receiving word of Lazarus's condition, hey, the one that you love is sick. Jesus remained where he was for two more days, and he seemingly did nothing. Remember, I told you that Jesus, in my mind, naturally speaking, probably had two simple options. He could have either, oh, Lazarus is sick. Boom, let's go. He could have taken off. Well, he didn't do that. Or because he's God, he didn't have to go. His words could go where he didn't need to go, right? I mean, he could just speak a word of healing and it, and it could just happen instantly. And angels will go minister healing to Lazarus. So he could have spoken healing. 
Lazarus be healed. But he didn't do that either. So it, it seemed like it didn't make any sense. It, he stayed where he was and he seemingly did nothing. And then after a few days, he says, okay, well, let's go back to Judea. And the disciples were like, whoa, hold on for a minute, Jesus. Last time we were in Judea, remember the Jewish religious leadership, they tried to kill you. Are you sure it's a good idea for us to go back there? He said, no, it, it's back. It, it's, it's good. It, I mean, we need to go back because Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to go to wake him up. He says, Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to go to wake him up. This is the second statement he made about Lazarus. Before he went back, he only made two, two statements directly about Lazarus. The first one was, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. That's a positive statement. Then the next statement was, our friend Lazarus is asleep, and I'm going to go to wake him up. That's a positive statement. But then after he made those two positive statements, it seems like the situation took a turn for the worse. And sometimes, watch this, our situations will take a turn for the worse before it takes a turn for the better. But no matter what happens, put, put in the chat, I live by faith. Even when a situation gets worse before it gets better, I shall not be moved. So that the disciples who were often clueless, they said, oh Lord, it's good. It's good that Lazarus is sleeping so he could feel better. Cause you know how that is, right? You know, when you're not feeling good, you, you lay down, you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you feel better. It's good <laughs> that Lazarus is sleeping so he could feel better. And Jesus just said, Lazarus is dead. That's it. He didn't cut any corners. He didn't prepare them for it. He just said, Lazarus is dead. Now let's pause real quick for a minute. So now put yourself in the disciples' shoes for a second. The disciples heard Jesus say two things so far about Lazarus. The first one was, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God shall be glorified thereby. The second statement was, Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to go to wake him up. And then all of a sudden, the third statement is, Lazarus is dead. And so their heads, I'm sure, were spinning, right? Because one thing that they knew about Jesus is that Jesus is not a liar. Jesus already said, this sickness shall not end in death. What do you mean he's dead? Jesus already said, he's sleeping. I'm going to go wake him up. What do you mean he's dead? And so in their minds, I'm, I'm like, listen, there will be some circumstances and situations that arise in your life as you walk with God. Walk with God long enough. And you're going to get circumstances and situations where your head is going to be spinning, where you don't know what's happening. You don't know what, what, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? They're like, hold on for a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said Lazarus is dead. You already said that it's not going to end in death. Wait a minute, Lazarus is dead. You just said you was going to go wake him up. What do you mean Lazarus is dead? What do you mean Lazarus is dead? Listen, when you walk with God, and you walk with God long enough. There's going to be situations where you don't even know what's going on. Like, like, like you, you are facing something so difficult, so challenging. And it seems like God didn't do anything. And it seems like God let it get to that point. And it seems like you've been praying and God is not showing up. And it seems like God allowed it to get to the point where all human hope is gone. And it seems like, oh God, what is going on? And then all of a sudden God, God gives you a word and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what you said earlier. And I know that it seems like there's a dead situation now. And I know that you're still God. And I know that you're sitting on the circle of the earth. You got to remember that God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. And you have to believe God. And then the next thing he said, remember, so the first statement was, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. Second statement, second statement, he goes, well, G Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to go to wake him up. Third statement, Lazarus is dead. Fourth statement, what's the fourth statement? Jesus said, I'm glad 
that he's dead. For your sake, I'm glad. Why? Because now you're going to believe on a whole nother level. I am glad that this happened. I'm glad that this happened to my friend. I'm not glad that, that it happened the way that it happened, but I'm glad that it happened because the father allowed this to happen and you are going to believe God on another level. He's talking to his team, y'all. He's not talking about so, to, to some foreigners. He's not talking to people with no faith. He's talking to people that were with him every second of every day for three years. He's talking to his personal staff. He's talking to his direct reports. And he says, I'm glad for your sake that this happened because now you are going to believe God. We serve a God that can give life to dead situations. And I'm telling you, sometimes these things happen so that you can increase your faith. Put in the chat, say, I believe God. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I said all of that so I could just set up the message. Now I have five things to share with you this morning. As I get into these five things, I, I need you to open up your heart to believe. Now, five things. Y'all ready? Number one, here we go. God's timing is always perfect. Now, put it in the chat. God's timing is always perfect. I keep driving home this point because we got we to gotta be reminded that God's timing is not our timing. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But his timing is always perfect. Jesus intentionally stayed where he was for two more days. Jesus intentionally did not show up until he was dead for four days. Jesus intentionally delayed the blessing. Jesus intentionally did. Jesus waited on purpose for the situation to get worse before it got better. Jesus waited on purpose for the situation to get to the point where all human hope was gone. Listen, God's timing may not match your timing. God's, God's timing is always perfect. It may not be your, your expectation of God may not be the way that God wants to do it, but you got to learn how to, how to trust in God's time. You got to believe that God is going to do it the way that he wants to do it, the way that he planned to do it from the foundations of the world. So he may not show up on your schedule, but you got to believe that when he shows up, listen, it's going to be perfect timing. I'm a witness that there are many times, many circumstances, many situations. I've been walking with God for about 28 years. There have been many times where I ask God to do something. And I'm like, Lord, I need you to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I need you to do this, Lord, please, Jesus. I need you to do this. And God wouldn't move on my schedule, my timeline, my expectations. He didn't meet my milestones. And so, but the truth is that when it did happen and I look back, I have to acknowledge that his timing was better than my timing. His, his, his timing is always perfect. God's, God, I have to look back and acknowledge, Lord. And how many of you have done this? Put, put in the chat if you've done this. How many of you have done this? To where, when God finally does it, and then you're like, oh, snap. Then you go back and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for not giving it to me when I asked you to give it to me. Because when you gave it to me, it was better. It, it was, your timing is always better than my timing. And so there are times where we have to look back and acknowledge, Lord, thank you for not doing it when I asked you to do it. I was pulling my hair out. I really needed you to come, and I thought I needed it then. But when you did it, your timing was right on time. Amen. Say amen to that. I'm encouraging somebody this morning that God is not moving fast enough for you. Relax. God is still God. Number two, your situation is not over until God says it's over. Your situation is not over until God says it's over. Humanly speaking, Lazarus' situation was over, right? It, it, it was about, on a human level, it was about as over as it can be. <laughs> the man not only was dead, he had been dead for four days. Oh, the body was stinking already, right? So uh, the... the you, you're talking about Mary and Martha. They already had the funeral. They already buried. They already sealed the, the, the grave. They already had mourners. They were in mourning still. And Jesus 
shows up. Jesus is on the way. Listen, as long as God is still moving in your situation, it doesn't matter how humanly dead the situation seems. Mary and Martha, here's the problem though. Mary and Martha stopped believing when their brother stopped breathing. Now, so let me encourage somebody. Look at me real quick. I want to remind you that it's not over until God says it's over. I want to remind you that God is still God. I want to remind you that God can do anything. Unless God told you that it's over, don't stop believing. Like, like, I don't, like unless God says, okay, yeah, you missed me. That was not me. Like, it's time to move on. Do not stop believing. When he stopped breathing, they stopped believing. So for them, the situation was over. For them, it was a dead situation. For them, it was case closed. For them, it was let's move on. But Jesus was like, no, I'm still, I'm, I'm about to get started. Like, like, don't move on from God unless he moves on from you. When you're facing something, I don't care how seemingly dead it seems, it's not over until God says it's over. If God has not closed the door, then don't move on. If God has not closed the door, then you continue to believe God. You got to continue to believe God, no matter how dead the situation seems. Do not be moved. You cannot be moved by people. You cannot be moved by circumstances. You can only be moved by God. Mary and Martha made a mistake. They stopped believing when their brother stopped breathing. Don't make the same mistake. If God is still moving, God can still do it. Say amen to that. I don't know who I'm encouraging this morning, but I know that this is for several people. Number three, and I'm trying to take my time. I'm trying not to get too excited, but this is like good, solid teaching to remind you that God is still God. You got it? All right, number three, because God's timing is always perfect, is never too late for God. This is basically the same thing, a different way. Jesus did not show up when Mary and Martha wanted him to show up. Jesus did not show up the way that they wanted him to show up but he did show up and it's never too late for God. The humanly impossible is possible for God. One of the reasons why God wanted me to teach on the miracles this year, 2023, and as I'm going by miracle, by miracle, by miracle, my desire and God's desire is that you build up your faith for the supernatural, that we believe in a God that can do anything, that you, that you start to see the invisible and believe the impossible. What is impossible with man is possible with God. So I want you to believe in a God who can do all things. I want you to believe in a God of impossibilities. I don't care how big it seems. If God spoke it, that it can come to pass. So listen, there's no limit that God cannot surpass. There's no boundary that God cannot cross. There's no obstacle that God cannot overcome. And there's no dead issue that God cannot resurrect because God is God. So whatever the situation is that you're facing this morning, I want to encourage you. I want you to build up your faith in a God who can do all things. Put in the chat, I know my God can do all things. It's never too late for God. The impossible is possible for me. Put that in the chat. The impossible is possible for me. I believe in a God who can do anything. I believe in a God that can show one word from God can change any seemingly hopeless or dead situation around in a moment. Say amen to that. Number four, we serve a God who can give life to dead situations. Listen, I don't know how dead your situation seems. It could be a situation with your health. It could be a situation with your children. It could be a situation with your marriage. It could be a situation with your finances, whatever your business, your career, whatever the situation is. I don't care how seemingly dead it seems. 
We serve a God that can give life to dead stuff. Let me explain. I'm going to use Romans chapter 4 and Abraham and Sarah as, as an example, and then I'm going to come back to John chapter 11. In Romans chapter 4, the apostle Paul is talking about Abraham and Sarah, and he, he talks about how God works. And there's some similar similarities between the Abraham and Sarah situation and the Lazarus situation. Let me explain. And so God says to this man named Abram or Abraham later, who was 75 years old, his wife was 65 years old, and they didn't have any children. And God says that I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And so he says to him and his wife, you guys have to leave. I want you to leave your family, leave everything that you know, go to a place that I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Fast forward the story to make a long story short, 13 years later, they still didn't have any children. Abraham and his wife came up with a plan B. They tried to do it another way. They wound up having an Ishmael. That Ishmael caused them nothing but problems. It's still causing problems today. Anyway, that was not the plan. So Ishmael is out of the picture. So now he's 99 years old and his wife is 89 years old and they still don't have the baby. And God shows up in that situation. Now, when he's 99 years old, all human hope was gone. Like his stuff wasn't working anymore. And so he had to hope against hope. The Bible says in Romans chapter four, he had to have hope, divine hope, when all human hope was gone. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Like I said, you might be facing a situation where all human hope is gone. Lazarus was dead, had been dead for four days. All human hope was gone. The Bible says Abraham hoped against hope. When all human hope was gone, he still had hope. Put in the chat, I still have hope. He hoped against hope. The Bible says he believed in a God who, who gives life to the dead. You got to believe in a God that can give life to the dead and who calls those things that be not as though they were. And so the, the text goes on to say, watch this. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. His stuff from the waist down was not working anymore. His body was as good as dead, even because he was about a hundred years old. And Sarah's womb had never worked. Sarah couldn't have babies when she was 16, 17, 18. He, here she is 90 years old. But despite the fact that his stuff was not working, despite the fact that her stuff had never worked, he believed in a God that can give life to dead stuff. And so he believed in a God that can give life to dead situations. So he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strong and faith, giving glory to God, fully persuaded that God was able to do what he said, that he was fully persuaded that what God promised, he was able also to perform. So Jesus shows up. Now, let me talk about Lazarus. Je Jesus shows up after Lazarus has been dead and been dead for four days. Jesus shows up after Mary and Martha already had the mourners and they've been mourning for days. Jesus shows up after, after the, bed, the, the body's already stinking by now. And Jesus shows up and he believes in a God that can give life to dead situations. He believes in a God. Listen, I don't care how dead your situation seems. If God didn't say it's over, then it is not over. You can have hope against hope. When all human hope is gone, when your girlfriends are telling you, girl, you got to move on. It's over. When your friends are telling you, your, 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 your brothers are saying, hey man, listen, I love you. I believe God with you, but listen, you might need to move on. Listen, if God didn't tell me to move on, I can't move on. If God didn't tell me it's dead, I, it's not over. If God didn't release me, I'm going to continue to believe. I have bulldog, put this in the chat. I have bulldog tenacity when it comes to my faith. I'm going to be like a dog on a bone. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to keep saying what God said until I see what God said. I'm going to keep believing. No matter how seemingly dead the situation seems, I will not be moved. I'm not shaken. I'm not moved. I'm not stirred. I'm steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in faith in the Lord. Why? Because my God can give life to dead stuff. Say amen to that. 
And number five, the last point for today. My God, I felt that one. Number five, your experiences with God will help your faith grow in a way that just reading the Bible never will. Your experiences with God will help you grow your faith in a way that just reading the Bible never will. Listen, put this in the chat. Say, I know God through experiences. You can't just know God from a book. You have to know God through real life experiences. Jesus said this in the text to his team. Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. He said, there's a situation. Now, I'm not, I'm not happy about the fact that people that I love are going through a painful situation, but I am happy about the fact that people are going to grow their faith because of it. Listen, I am glad that I wasn't there. I'm glad that the father didn't give me the green light. I'm glad that the father held me back until now he's dead and he's been dead for days. And so when I finally do this thing, you guys are going to believe God on another level. Why? Because it is through your experiences with God that you get to know God. You can't just know God from a book. You have to know God from real life. Jesus was talking to his team. Jesus was talking to people. They saw Peter and Jesus walking on water. They saw him stop a funeral procession and raise uh, the widow and named son from the dead. They saw, uh, or at least three of them, two of them saw, when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. They were there when Jesus fed 5,000. They were there when he caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak. They were there. They witnessed it. They were part of it. They were on Jesus' team. And with all of that that they had seen, Jesus said, I'm glad that I, I wasn't there. Because this miracle is going to take your faith to another level. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, I don't care how long you've been walking with God, there will be circumstances and situations that arise that get so bad. It's like God allows it to get so bad to where all human hope is gone, where now you have to hope against hope. Now you have to believe God when it, when it seems ridiculous. When, it, when You have to believe God when it seems ridiculous to believe God. You have to believe God when even people who love God, who are in church every Sunday, say to you, you might need to let it go. I'm talking about, you have to believe God when even people that are supposed to believe God are giving up. Like, like that type of situation. And when God shows up in that type of situation, it does something for your faith that just reading the word never would. Romans 10 and 17 says, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I got it. So while I'm teaching the word of God, your faith is being built up. But your faith is not going to be built up while I'm teaching the same way that your faith is going to be built up when you have real life experiences with God. It is through your real life experiences that you grow your faith to another level. Jesus was like, I'm glad that I wasn't there. I'm glad that the situation got so bad to where now it's, it's a human impossibility. Listen, sometimes God will allow, God will delay his involvement so that the situation gets so bad to where when he does it, you can't say the doctor did it. When he does it, you can't say the banker did it. When he does it, you can't say the lawyer did it. No, you can't say the judge did it. When he does it, you got to say that was God and it was God alone. God will get maximum glory out of a situation like that. Now, I will acknowledge that these situations are painful, right? These situations, as I close, let me say this and put it in the chat. Say this, say this out loud and put it in the chat. Say, I open my heart to situations that are powerful. Now, here's the problem, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Situations that are powerful are also often situations that are painful. Situations that are powerful, where you see the power of God manifested in your life, 
These are also situations that are often painful. But no matter how powerful, no matter how painful, you got to be open to it. You got to be open to experience God in real life, through real life circumstances and situations, so that you don't just know God from a book. You got it? So uh, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I, I, I was trying to with, you know, not preach this morning. I was trying to just teach you this thing, but we're going to go through this miracle methodically. And there's so much that we can learn in this miracle of Lazarus. I, I trust that you've been learning from all of the miracles that we've covered, but let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, and as I meditate on your power, I declare that my faith is growing. I also realize that I must open up my heart to real life experiences because my experiences will help me to grow my faith in a way that Bible study never will. The miracles of Jesus remind me, Father, that it's never too late for you. So I declare that I will never give up. I will never cave in and I will never quit unless you tell me to. My situation is not over until you say it's over. So unless you say something different, Father, I believe you will show up, show out, and show yourself strong. I believe in a God who can give life to dead situations. And I expect you, Father, to manifest your glory in every area of my life. I am a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I live the grace life and I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Don't you want the notes? You get the notes for free. Listen, I took my time this morning. I went through these five points, but I hope that you're getting the notes so you can go back and review these things. Get this down in your heart. We serve a God that can give life to dead stuff. We serve a God that can give life to dead situations. No matter how dead your situation seems, God is still God. Unless God tells you to let it go, don't let it go. Hold on to the promises of God and you will see. Let not, Hebrews 10 and 35 says, cast not away, therefore your confidence. For it, your confidence, your faith, has a great recompense of reward. So keep believing God. Say, put this in the chat. I believe God. Let's close this message out. I release you. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. 
And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.